Welcome to Vegas Revealed. It's episode eight. A new episode and lots of new Vegas shows coming to town, including one that you've probably never seen the likes of before. And a brand new casino resort is going up in downtown Las Vegas. It's called Circa. And we have the CEO and developer in the studio with us. Hello, everyone. It's time for Vegas Revealed. I'm Dana Roselli. And I'm Sean McAllister. We are coming at you, as always, from the Palazzo Broadcast Studio at Legacy Stadium here in the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah, there's always free parking here. Sure is. Gotta throw that in. And listen, we're sitting here in the Venetian Palazzo, and our first big show announcement this week was Tony Bennett, who is coming to the Venetian again. His show called I Left My Heart in Las Vegas is coming back for three nights, August 12th, 14th, and 15th, and those are on sale now. Tickets start, Sean, not bad, forty nine ninety five plus fees. And... That is the price to see an icon. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tony Bennett, he is just so great. I think he's 93 now. Incredible. And he's still, he gets up there and he still <laughs> bops along with his band and yeah. he's crooning. Tony Bennett, add him to the list of must-see shows. He yeah. is fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and he's coming late summer, so you got plenty of time to plan and get out here to Las Vegas if you're listening from out of town right now. Another show uh, coming to the Strip, this is exciting, Extravaganza opens on March 19th at Bally's, and it's in the old Jubilee Theater, so it's exciting that they're going to use that theater again for another show that will be a resident you know, show that will continue on. And, and the fun part about this is that Extravaganza is actually bringing showgirls back to the Jubilee Theater. A big showgirl number is going to be a part of it. Thank goodness. Including some other um, classic kind of variety show acts. You know, the um, I believe the the motorcycles inside of that big sphere, mm-hmm. the big metal globe, uh, that's going to be a part of it. And lots of, um, lots of just really entertaining kind of, I wouldn't say circus-type acts, but um, very unique, entertaining acts. Over the top? Very <laughs> over the top, yes. Yeah. When there's feathers and 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 then, you know, <laughs> big things happening in front of your eyes. Probably very feathers, Las Vegas. fire, and motorbikes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, and Sean and I will be on the red carpet, so uh, tune in for our next podcast uh, after that opening, because we'll probably have some highlights and stuff of extravaganza, and we can better describe, you know, exactly what we're going to see. We'll be attending the show as well. Look forward to that. Hey, boys to men, they've been here a while, but they are adding more dates at the Mirage, and they're coming back in July. September, October, November, and December. So we like to see that they'll, you know, keep performing at the Mirage. Great show. And you don't get much better than those voices, no, do you? So good. Oh my gosh. Yes. And if you're lucky, you get a rose, you know, they hand out they, roses. They, they do. <laughs> In that one very, very popular song. <laughs> um, here's something that's interesting. Just announced, well, we're recording here on a Tuesday, so it just announced today. Um, this will be out for now. News will be out for about a week. But new uh, Whitney Houston hologram show coming to town. It's you know going to be actually um, setting up shop all around North America, but one of the stops is the Flamingo, and it starts in April. Yeah, and this whole concept of a hologram show is something that's been tossed around for a while now. I know there was talk about doing a Tupac hologram mm. show, and we've seen holograms used in Vegas shows before. Celine Dion 
used yeah. a had a big section of her show at one point that was hologram. She had a Stevie Wonder. She would duet with herself. Yeah, that was cool. And then I saw one because I think she, she would change it up every now and then. She did one with um, the Bee Gees with her popular song there with the Bee Gees. Mm-hmm. And because you know they couldn't be there, um, they were a hologram, which was really really cool. And then both of you are saying uh, you and I were saying that MJ one. That was like a chilling moment when all of a sudden a Michael Jackson hologram, you know, is on the stage for that one moment. Sometimes I don't even like to tell people about it because I think it's such an incredible thing that just kind of pops up. Yeah. But um, it is, you know, been used for a while now in MJ1, and I think it's pretty cool. Um, It's, you know, it... I don't know. It's it's an interesting, chilling moment. It really brings you back. And sometimes other people covering songs, you know, it doesn't do the song justice. And that's what they were saying in the article um, today that I was reading online about this Whitney Houston show. But we did get some reaction on Twitter saying, I don't know about this. You know, Whitney Houston and a hologram and, you know, watching her sing all these songs. But... You know, we were reading a little bit more into it. It is going to have a live band and dancers and backup singers and all that on stage. I think it's going to be kind of cool. You know, it really is neat to see how the live elements of a production can interact with a hologram up on stage. And we saw, I believe it was during the Billboard Awards a couple of years ago, there was um, a Michael Jackson, an entire number uh, that was a hologram number during the Billboard Awards. And I think Madonna used the technology too. Don't judge your experience off of that. I don't think it really translates well on TV. Being there in person, it really is something cool to experience. Yeah, so we'll have to see. Um, announced it you know, in March, and it's starting in April. I believe it's April 14th. Don't uh, count on that. I browsed at the article, but it's a mid-April. And then tickets are on sale now. So if you're interested in seeing this new Whitney Houston hologram show, check it out over at the Flamingo. Um, okay, let's talk something else going on at the Flamingo that isn't the best news. But, you know, we like to um, let our listeners know about this because we do have a lot of tourists and a lot of people that listen actually all around the world. Um, and we do like to let them know when resort fees go up. Oh, Dana, bring in the Debbie Downer yeah, to I Vegas know. reveal. Sorry. Oh, but uh, wah, wah. They're going up again at some Caesars property. So listen close. Um, Bailey's, Flamingo, Link, and Harrah's are going to have an increase in their resort fee. And it's going to go from $35 to 37 per night. So that's that fee that, you know, it depends where you look. If you look right on the site, they'll add it. Sometimes when you're looking um, on sites like Expedia and Travelocity, I don't know how they do it. Some people include it in there. And some people have it in a separate line. But it's that fee that pays for your, you know, your Wi-Fi and all your little extras that you do at the resort. Yeah, I know there's been a lot of debate over whether resort fees are even necessary and people feel like it's kind of the resorts taking advantage of them Mm -hmm. when they uh, come to stay here. But, you know, they're they're here to stay. And actually, if you want to hear uh, what our former mayor, Oscar Goodman, (laughs) had to say about resort fees, go back and listen to episode seven of Vegas Revealed. He had some uh, very colorful things to say. That's true. He definitely did. Hey, you know who else is colorful? Derek Stevens. And literally, because he's wearing like a royal blue suit. (laughs) It's sharp. (laughs) And he is the casino owner and CEO and developer um, of a bunch of different casinos in downtown and event centers. And he is building a brand new casino in downtown Las Vegas. And we're going to talk all about it and what we can expect. It's coming in December 2020. Keep it here on Vegas Revealed. Forever when we can have the day. 
Thanks for listening to Vegas Revealed. We just wanted to take a minute and let you know that we have a brand new website, Vegas-Revealed.com. That's where you'll find links to our podcast. You can find all different platforms to listen to Vegas Revealed. Also, we have an email there, ideas at Vegas-Revealed.com. Send us a note. Let us know what you want to hear here on our podcast. Also, our YouTube page has really cool videos that we produce when we're out and about in Las Vegas. It's a one-stop shop for everything Vegas-related, Vegas-Revealed.com. studio right now with us you know i say this about a lot of our guests sean they have so many different titles uh casino owner uh developer businessman we've got derek stevens here welcome great to be here with and, you guys and michigan fan right that's right yeah originally <laughs> from michigan right die hard die march hard. madness is coming up sure is it sure, sure is. is we're excited about it Derek, we, uh, you have so many amazing things going on. Obviously, uh, you own the D, the Golden Gate. You've got the downtown uh, Las Vegas Event Center, which is always you know kicking up and it's doing great, things. Yeah. yeah, and now you're developing Circa, which is what? You guys are almost almost midway now with construction-wise, right? Yeah, we're, uh, we're actually more than halfway on the construction. So we are, uh, we are right on schedule for a December opening of this year. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, that's the best thing I've been able to say in every interview is we're, we're on schedule. So we're on schedule and on budget, so I'm happy about that. Well, how rare is that to actually be on schedule and on budget? Those are two two things that can go out of control pretty quick. Yeah, I think uh, I think um, that's more often the favorite <laughs> that something goes awry. But, you know, really for us, I mean, this, this project, it really started in 2015 when we bought the Vegas Club and then uh, kind of evolved. And originally we were going to renovate the Vegas Club. And while we were going through evaluating the building, that's when I, I spoke with uh, Steve Bernstein, and he owned La Bayou and Glitter Gulch and Mermaids. And I said, just out of curiosity, would you have any interest in selling? And he said, yeah, the time's right for me. My, my youngest is off to college this year, and I'm interested. And this is a business that's been in his family for decades and decades. So I thought, okay. So then we worked that deal out. And then what it did was it kind of changed the dynamic. We were looking through the Vegas Club, the structure, and we are like, well, you know, I didn't really like the ceiling heights. And then to put good money after bad to kind of match up the, the mm-hmm. floors on the elevator, um, that's kind of when my brother said, you know, I think we're better off doing, uh, doing something right from scratch. And that's kind of how it, how it jumped, how it evolved. Wow, incredible. And Circa is going to be the first brand new build since, what, 1975? Yeah, I think uh, 75 or 80. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think the... I think the last brand new build was the original version of the D, which was the Sundance. Wow. Right. Oh, yeah. okay. Interesting. Yeah, because, you know, you, when I heard that, I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? There hasn't been anything from the ground up in downtown Las no, Vegas. Hasn't. It's been a lot of refurbishing and remodeling. Right. So yeah. how excited are you about it? I mean, you're going to own a brand new, you're developing a brand new uh, hotel, resort, and the world's largest sports book, right? That's right. That's right. No, I'm, we're real excited. I mean, uh, you know, every uh, every day we go over there, we get to see a little more of the progress uh, I think uh, you know once we really started construction and it starts coming up out of the ground, 
um, everybody's kind of noticing, and now everybody's kind of coming up to me. I'm walking through the casino, and people are saying, "Oh, I saw this, I saw that." It's you know, it's growing. So I think the excitement's uh, excitement's growing. It certainly has been for my team and myself. But and this is going to be the tallest building in downtown Las Vegas, and we've seen the renderings of it. But it, what is your hope when people when when the building is totally finished, opens in December, when people step out of a, a cab or step out of their hotel downtown and look at that building? What's the reaction that you want people to have? We wanted to do something um, pretty creative with uh, kind of a unique design. Um, you know, I think over the years you've had different developers, different architects and such, and, and uh, we're doing something that's really never been done in Las Vegas before. So uh, the design's a little different. Some of the things we're bringing to the table are a little bit different. So we're uh, we're excited about that, and I, I think this is it's going to be great for downtown, um, but it's going to be great for Las Vegas because we're really trying to create some signature elements of this property um sports book being one of them the world's biggest sports book but then you know also our outdoor pool theater and what we're doing out there and going to 365 days of this outside pool area you know i think that's going to be a a great place for people to come to people to come to watch sports people to enjoy the great sun in las vegas and it's going to be great for product launches for companies if they want to do buyouts and things like that so it's the first real tiered pool in las vegas it's kind of like a it's, it's like an outdoor theater so uh, we're excited about that as well. Should do four thousand people a day out of the pool. Wow! And I, that's something that I didn't know. The three hundred and sixty-five days a year. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, people go swimming in Vail and Aspen, right? Listen, well, I've been laying out on my balcony. Like, when's yeah. the pool opening? It's yeah. been a great winter, right? Yeah. I mean, I, it's funny. This morning I was outside, and with the sun, it's now last night it was freezing. Yeah. But but you go outside with the sun today, it's gorgeous. It felt it great. Is. Yeah, it did. And you just hoisted some sections of the pool deck up there, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, it's kind of interesting to see that. Where um, this will be a total of six pools. Um, they're being manufactured in North Carolina and fully tested, and then we're going to uh, they, they get disassembled and then they get rewelded as they get put in place. So we wanted to test everything. We're kind of going uh, a little bit over the top with uh, with regards to um, a number of new things. Uh, one of which is water quality, oh. and um, we're going to have some of the clearest and cleanest water you've ever seen in a pool anywhere in the country. Really? Really? Yeah. Oh my! So I think that's kind of a pretty cool thing. So is there special equipment that you're bringing in to to do that? That's, oh yeah. That's different from what we would normally see. At yeah, yeah, pool? absolutely. I mean, that's why that's why we um, we worked with uh, worked with this company in North Carolina, and we actually filled these pool vessels, and uh, we tested all the pumps, all the cleaning. We're going to rotate the water at a much higher frequency than um, has ever been done before. So uh, we're, we're kind of focused in on that. And, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that that unlike some pools that you may see in, in, in Vegas or around the country, maybe they open at 8 in the morning, but then they're done by 5. Well, we're going to open eight in the morning. We're going to go to midnight, you know, and we're going to go 365 days a year. And um, out of the six pools, two have the ability to be covered up for corporate events. Two will go up to 88 degrees, and the two big ones on what we're calling our upper deck, um, they'll be at 103 degrees um, in the winter. So that's like that's like what a pool would be if you're out in uh, Colorado or up somewhere in Canada, outdoor, outdoors in the middle of winter. That's great. This is going to be incredible. Yeah. Now tell me about the Garage Mahal. Garage I love Mahal. it. I love the name. <laughs> you know, I spent a lot of time in New, uh, Atlantic City growing up. <laughs> I think yeah. of the Taj Mahal. But the Garage Mahal, this is cool because, you know what, sometimes when you're thinking, I'm going to head out, you start thinking about the process of where you're going to park, how you're going to get there, what's the simplest way. And I feel like that does factor into a good night out. It, it absolutely does. And I think the one cool thing about Garage Mahal, and that's why I wanted to name this, was because there's never been a hotel casino resort um, here 
that's ever been designed with ride-sharing technology in mind. I mean, ride-sharing technology is relatively new in, in history, and, and we really tried to design something that was going to be optimal for drivers of Uber, drivers of Lyft, drivers of whoever else there may be down the road, to give them an optimal experience to be able to get in, to be able to stage, drop people off, pick people up. And for drivers, time is money, so so it's really the ease of access. You know, you don't want to have a driver who drops someone off somewhere, but then he can't get a, get another ride. It's going to create a, a lousy situation for them. Mm-hmm. So we've really tried to design something so it's optimal from an efficiency perspective, where it's great for customers and it's also great for drivers, so they could kind of come in and come out. Um, Garage Mahal is um, <laughs> it's massive, massive. I mean, it's, it's basically the whole first floor of this this transportation hub downtown. I mean, it's basically a it's it's basically the size of the downtown Las Vegas Event Center. It's a city block, wow. the whole the whole first floor, and then obviously the second floor. We got some VIP parking, and then we go you know three through nine. We've got uh, all kinds of other parking available available. Mm-hmm. But the key thing is having is having um, the best ride sharing experience you can have anywhere in Las Vegas. Well, in, in parking really is the the first experience that people have when they when they come to your property do you think that that's kind of been an afterthought in a lot of the development that's happened like just let's just throw up a cement structure where cars can go and then the experience begins when people get inside Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think um you know, I, I I've always thought that the parking experience is 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 very important, and and obviously it's different. Like, let's say you're out in um, a, a more of a suburban area. Let's say you're out at Red Rock or you're out um, in Green Valley. There's there's an awful lot of surface parking, and, and a lot of times people enjoy the surface parking. But when you get down to the strip, obviously you can't have that type of surface parking, so you have to have structures. And it just kind of evolved where it was one thing after the next after the next. And you know, I I did. Um, I did a podcast with um, with Five Hundred by Midnight back. Uh, I think it was four years ago, and I, and I really talked about. I think that one thing that's lacking in Las Vegas is destination parking. And what I mean by destination parking, I mean clean, super clean, well lit, safe, with music, with art, potentially with a parking concierge on the floor. Um, the first touch you have as you're coming in, you know, for your evening on the town. Hey, how you doing? Like, do you have your player's card? Can I help you with a dinner reservation? What are you looking to do tonight? How can I help you? So um, we're kind of going over the top on the parking experience because I think I think parking is just something that um, it's it's not always been at the forefront for everyone, and uh, we're really trying to create a really a great destination parking experience. Yeah, this is it's a great it's a great idea. I love it. That it's so key. You're right, and it is the first thing that we see and experience let's talk restaurants now what are your plans for restaurants at circa yeah we just had uh we just had our restaurant announced and uh boy i'm i'm uh, i'm really happy the way it played <laughs> out we have uh i'll start off with our steakhouse um the name of the steakhouse is called barry's downtown prime um barry day cake and uh yasim layubi and uh some of their team they're coming in they've got a couple of investors and and they're gonna uh they're gonna um own um, run and manage uh, Barry's Downtown Prime, so it'll be a, be in a key location within Circus. So oh, wow. we're excited to bring them on. Um, Barry's great, and yeah. Barry knows what he's doing yeah, when it comes does. to when it comes to restaurants, steakhouses in particular. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think Barry knows uh, Barry knows a lot of people, and uh, <laughs> and uh, 
No, we're excited to work with them. It's been great um, in in uh, in this development of this restaurant, and uh, we're excited to have uh, these guys on board. Mm-hmm. From um, a twenty four hour restaurant perspective, we're bringing in a fellow um, by the name of Paul Saginaw. Um, maybe some of those in the Midwest or that are Michigan fans would have known um, the restaurant that he was a co-founder of back in Ann Arbor, Michigan, called Zingerman's Delicatessen. Um, very well-known uh, delicatessen, and they'll be they'll be coming in. It's it's his own it's his own property, so it'll be called Saginaw's uh, Saginaw's Delicatessen. It'll be open 24 hours, so that'll be our 24-hour restaurant. And uh, he's promised me uh, the best uh, corned beef sandwich <laughs> and the best breakfast you can ever have. So Good. that's exciting. And then uh, uh, Grace Caros, Chris Sotteropoulos, brother and sister combination. Um, they will have our um, sports bar and grills, so it's going to be called Victory Burger and Wings. It's going to have a great view uh, overlooking the big sports book, and uh, it's going to have a couple of uh, locations similar like this for for podcasters to come in and for you know out of state um, sports radio guys that want to do like their show like on on the road things like that. So we'll have that um, built 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 in uh, right there. Um, then we've got um, Project Barbecue. These are the these are the fellows that are actually on site right now, and they're helping us build the building. And they've been uh, outside, um, kind of out on the circus site, right across from the Golden Gate now for a couple of years. Perfect. So we're bringing them in. And then uh, our last restaurant is going to be called Eight East, and uh, where we get the eight from is that's the address of uh, of Circa Eight Fremont Street, and uh, East. It's on the eastern part of the building, but it's kind of like an Asian Asian cuisine and. Uh, for me, it was real important to bring some some um, you know some group of chefs and investors that were really kind of downtown, kind of when everything kind of started. I'm I'm fortunate. I came to Las Vegas in 2006, and uh, and this was kind of before Fremont East, and yeah. then, and and seeing like the energy and you know capital that these guys put in. So this combination is um, um, 80 still be owned by. Dan and Shauna, they're the owners and founders of Latai. Okay, yeah. And then uh, so Don Welsh and Sonny, um, they own uh, Bin 702 and Container Park, and they've been involved in a number of different restaurants here. So Don, Sonny, uh, Shauna, and Dan, and uh, you know, it's just for me, it's great to be great to really kind of embrace some of the some of the guys that I, I consider to be local that we kind of grew up with here on Fremont Street. Yeah, that's a great idea, really, and and kind of you to do that because a lot of people don't think you know they bring in so many people from out of state, out yeah. of town, and it's great to have that. So great idea there. Um, let's talk about okay, we talked about that. Now let's talk about the world's largest sports book. I mean, I just want to know like what. Like, did you go around and compare sport? How did you how did you come up with this? Well, <laughs> that this must have been a lot of work. Did you bring measuring tape to like, <laughs> or is it just what you want out of your experience in a sports? Well, that, that's kind of where we're yeah. going with it. I mean, I for me, like, there were certain moments, um, you know, as a kid coming out to Las Vegas that I remember that were like these shocking moments. So I, I kind of say like these wow moments, and uh, I remember the first time I walked into Caesar's Palace, you know, on, on the moving walkways, and I saw the sports book in my eyes. I wish I had. I wish I had video of myself coming. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at this. This is unbelievable. And the same thing happened to me when I walked into the Las Vegas Hilton Sportsbook. I got, oh my god, this is the greatest place on earth. I love it. Right. I love it. So, yeah. so like really for me, what I wanted to do, what I wanted to do is I wanted to design um, a sportsbook that provided that type of moment for for people when they come to Las Vegas. They want to come in and they want to see this. They want to. They kind of want to see like this shrine. And, and now with what's happening with sports becoming oh sports betting becoming legal in so many states, yeah. I really wanted to tr- try to create something where 
you know, visitors could come in and say, oh, man, look at this. This place is so great. I also want people to be able to, you know, be able to come in and say, oh, okay, if I'm making a bet here, I know it's backed by the full faith and credit of, of Circa. You know, something physical you can see because I think, you know, with everybody on their app, you really never know. I mean, I mean, wh- where do you trust your money at? At Joe's Bank or at J.P. Morgan mm-hmm. Chase, you know, there's a little more. You have a little more faith in that, and and I wanted to create something that I thought was going to be um, a great attraction, not just for our property, but but also for uh, all of Las Vegas. Yeah, I feel like I feel like some through the years when you know sports betting became legal, even my friends over on the East Coast, like, hey, you know, we've got it now too. But I'm like, I know, but and everyone would say, but we're a destination. There's an experience here that comes along with it. And when I did see the sports book and I saw the head, I thought this is going to bring people here because it's part of the experience. Yeah, you can't really. Yeah, I mean, whether you're a hardcore hardcore sports gambler or whether you're out on a uh, on a bachelor party or bachelorette party or just buddies coming out, I mean, being able to get like a booth in, inside the sports book and spend a Saturday afternoon with all the people roaring and cheering, <laughs> it is. It, it really is. It's it's um it's something where it's just a whole lot of fun for everybody, and and I think that's really one of the things that we wanted to push. I wanted to make sure for the guys that are hardcore. That they have all the stats, all the data, all the information, can see every game they want. They know every line move. But I also want to be able to to provide a, a really fun experience for people that are more interested in, in, in buying a couple of bottles of champagne and a couple of buckets of beer, just having a having a great old time all afternoon, right? And no. just enjoy the experience. Yeah. So, it, it, what is what what is that thing that's going to make? jaws drop and eyes bug out when people walk into the sports book well i mean though i'd say the one thing is no one's ever been into a three-story sports book before mm-hmm. every sports book's always one level so True. you know the main love the main floor of the casino is like really kind of the middle of our sports book you take the escalators down but it's a huge three-story kind of movie theater is really what we're building um we'll have a we'll have um you know ticket writers down on the lower section and then we'll have seating similar to what you would have at a at a movie theater but in the middle there'll be big big booths for vips or or for um, you know retail groups that want to be there then uh you know the first floor you're going to be able to see it throughout the entire um casino property and then the second floor we're doing something um called the overhang and um there gonna be a bar up there you're gonna be able to look down and some some great seating kind of overseeing the entire the entire uh uh venue and in terms of the technology, obviously you talk about the the garage mahal and the you're designing that around technology. The pool is going to have enhanced technology. The podcast studio that you have at the the sports book is there. What other technology are you bringing into the property that'll make it a, a better experience for customers? Yeah, it's it's. It's funny you bring that up because that that's really a key thing. Like with a newer resort like ours, and and I think with others, I mean, with what uh, what's happening at Resorts World and 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 such, you know, time goes by, you know, day by day, and you cannot lose sight of you know the fact that well, you know, we we've all had probably ten different um, smartphones in our hands over the course of a period of time that equals the last time a hotel casino really got built yeah. mm-hmm. so things change you <laughs> yes. know and, and um you know instagram wasn't invented and you know you have to have those moments you have to have you have to have the ability for people to take pictures and um, people to kind of show where, where they're at and and i think um you know i think there's certain tried and true um elements that people people enjoy people like to 
gamble a little bit. People like to have a few drinks. People like to have have um, a great meal. People like to have fun, and, and and that's kind of the thing that I'm really trying to make sure in everything we design. We have to, we, we're trying to set it up optimally so that when people come to Las Vegas. They're able to forget a little bit about their worries at Hometown USA. And if we can give them 72 hours of fun, excitement, and a little relief from the day-to-day, um, I feel we kind of owe that to them because they're, they're willing to give us 72 hours away from their life. So so it kind of it's a two-way street, and, and we just want to wow, wow the customer and, uh, and really give them the time of their life. I mean, it's hard to find the capability of even a plug sometimes at places. You know, when your your phone, you're right, you use it all the time. It runs low. I find it really hard to find a plug to charge my phone in. <laughs> it, it 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 really is. I mean, th- that's very true. I mean, yeah. the the amount of uh, mock rooms and mock setups I sat in with regards to plugs <laughs> and everything else, and how are we going to get power and things like that. But I mean, think about this: if you go on a road trip, um, near whether it's a desk in your hotel room or near the bed stand. How many different outlets do we really need compared to what we did ten years ago? Mm-hmm. I mean, I generally need four. Yeah, I, I mean, I want to have four. And 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 hotels that were designed, let's just say, uh, two thousand and five. You're not going to get four plugs for you. And then and then you know if you if you're with buddies, you're with your wife or you know husband, something like that. You you you've got right. you've got a situation where okay, now I need eight plugs. Right. So so it's just little simple things like this that. We're trying to we're trying to make sure we, we check all the boxes to make sure that everything is available for you know the twenty twenty customer, so to speak. It's gonna be great. And how about how about entertainment? I'm just curious, are you gonna do entertainment? We're our entertainment's gonna be it's gonna be a bit more orientated around sports. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our outdoor pool theater, I mean we're gonna open with five hundred and tell five hundred and twelve Suites and hotel rooms, but the pool, the outdoor pool, we're expecting to do four thousand people a day. So it's going to be a combination of of music, outdoors, um, a fun party. But then we might we might cut down to might have a, a couple signature events of the night where we go to. Okay, at four o'clock, the Golden Knights are playing the Washington Capitals. We're going to play that. We're going to play. We're going to play the audio of the game. So for people that are Golden Knights fans, we're going to have an event. And then maybe we'll do something with the Lakers at night or something like that. And then we'll go back to music. So for us, it's going to be an interactive element between between sports and music. Um, and that's really kind of the entertainment we're focus we're, we're focusing in on. And so that'll, it's a different approach than what other properties have taken. Yeah, it's it's different. And, and sometimes people have asked, like, well, no one's ever done this before, which means it's not going to work. And I'm thinking, well... I don't know. No one's really done it, but well, what the hell have we been doing at the downtown Las Vegas Event Center for five years? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we've really been doing. We've been really running this business to some degree out of our event center, trying different things. I mean, we've done food festivals, car festivals, we've done concerts, we've done DJ events, we've done a lot of watch parties for different sports, whether it's soccer, or football, or, or Golden Knights hockey, even and, rodeo. And yeah, we've done rodeo and. Uh, and we've kind of learned over five years kind of what works, what doesn't. Um, you know, it, it's amazing to me that, that you know, w- we really got lucky on this one because it wasn't planned. But the first year the Golden Knights came out and the first year it was so exciting that we started doing these watch parties. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, let's do a hockey watch party. I mean, five years ago I would have never thought that, but right. it just kind of evolved. We said, okay, let's try it. Well, after a couple of them, Think about how amazing that was outside. The weather's perfect. 
People are lighting up a cigar. Everybody's having a beer. And there's 6,000 people outside watching the television together <laughs> rooting. I mean, the, the energy was just awesome. Yeah. Those are great... so fun. I know. So fun. Yeah, I've been to a bunch of those down there. Uh, yeah. It is. It's a blast. Yeah. Do you have any plans for the NFL draft? Are you doing anything there to coincide at all? Yeah, we've got, um, I mean, obviously the NFL draft is is, is predominantly um, right here from uh, Venetia down down uh, to about Cosmo on the Strip. Caesars put up uh, put up some good money. I'm very happy they did. I mean, mm-hmm. this is great for Las Vegas to have the NFL draft here in uh, in Las Vegas. Um, at down in downtown, um, our event center, we had a private group come in and uh, book up the whole uh, the whole event center for a draft party. Wow! So it's a um, um, a group that represents an awful lot of uh, athletes and players and things like that. And they they booked up the whole thing, so uh, we're, we're excited about that. Cool, really and good. There's a lot of um, attention to the guest experience when you're when you're building a new property or just when you own one in general. But I know that in talking with with some of your employees over at the D, especially bartenders, they say, you know what. Derek wants to know what we need in order to do our jobs. And you have a really intense focus on the employee experience as well. Yeah, I, I guess, um, yeah, I spend a lot of time asking asking some of our people uh, questions because, I mean, uh, you know, you could take a team of people, but you can't be around all the time. And you can't, you certainly can't see everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be 8.30 p.m. on a Saturday night, and I could be sitting at Long Bar, and I could be thinking to myself, Man, I wish I was on the 12th floor in the ballroom. I wish I was at the event center. I wish I was here. I wish I was here. See, I wish I was in this restroom. I wish I was in that restroom. Just being able to see it all, but you can't. You can't be in multiple places. So, so yeah, I, I ask our people a lot of questions like, how, how, how's it going tonight? What, what's the crowd like? What do we do? What's working? What's not working? How can we get better? That, that's kind of a big thing for me is how can we get better? I'm a yeah. big continuous improvement guy, and uh, and I love talking to our people about it because they have they have a uh, they have clearly uh, um, the ability to, to touch so many more customers, and we really learn from customers. Yeah, and, and I mean, speaking of um, employees, I see on the Circle website there's careers. Uh, are you guys in the midst of hiring? Are you going to be hiring at any certain time? And are you just looking? And are you looking for everything? Yeah, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna be looking for a little bit of everything. I'd say. <laughs> I, think, I think we're gonna bring in transferring uh, people. We're gonna bring in uh, about a thousand people into Circa. Um, all the restaurants um, are all are all owned and operated by others, so that'll probably be another uh, four or five hundred people. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll do their own hiring there. Um, so yeah, we're going to be looking for a little bit of a little bit of everything. I would say yeah. and we haven't started yet, um, okay. but uh, you know maybe there's some there's some situations where we've had a we've had a few opportunities when when people have come in and we're like oh boy we'd like to have this guy as part of our team or this woman part of our team. Mm-hmm. So um, you know we we've uh, we've brought in uh, a handful of people so far, but. The official hiring process, we're still probably a couple months out. Okay. And um, as far as um, you've got the restaurants, the pool, the sports book, um, the garage, and then someone on Twitter wrote to me and said, you know, this is just really cool to see all the new stuff. And it is the first build in a long time. Is it going to, do you think it's going to set the tone for more new builds in downtown Las Vegas? That was a question that one of our listeners had. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you know the the one really cool thing for me is every time there's been something that's happened, it's kind of spurred on something else. So, I mean, I love to see what's happening on Fremont East right now. I mm-hmm. mean, in the next eight weeks, uh, Fremont East is really going through a whole yeah. like going through a next generation. So that's great to see. When I look over at Symphony Park, um, to think about the two projects that are ongoing right now, um, two 
300 plus unit apartment complexes that'll be open this year i mean i think i think one of them's about halfway done another one's about 40 percent to see those things happen uh, which brings people you know living downtown um you know talking with someone for tita you know he he uh He's some he's someone that really got the ball rolling when he when he when he came in and he built the rush tower, but now they've renovated a handful of things. Look at what Boyd Gaming did, uh, mm-hmm. completely renovating the Cal. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The downtown grand expansion is uh, you know, it's 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 getting close now. I mean, I think they're gonna be opening, I think, here in the third quarter of this year, yeah. may, maybe around uh, October ish. So uh that's exciting to see that happen. So yeah, I think I think that's one of the things, like in, in this downtown community, when you see kind of like this renaissance happening, everybody's kind of rooting for everybody else, and uh, and and we like it. I mean, and for me, it's kind of cool too because on Fremont Street Experience, the actual Fremont Street Experience is a separate LLC, and I get to meet with all the owners every Tuesday, and and uh, you know when you meet once a week. You don't always agree on everything, but you generally you get to like each other, and we 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 do like each other. So <laughs> we're always just trying to come up with some different ideas. You know, when the Nugget has a big you know a big event, we want to support that. When Four Queens does, we want to. When Boyd does, so it's um it's there, there's a certain camaraderie of business and of capitalism um that you're seeing downtown and for me it's a great great environment i was gonna say oscar goodman was on last week and he said he's looking forward to circa because it's gonna be great for his restaurant for oscar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's what he said and we said yeah it's true it's like so good to hear you know everyone looking forward to development around them it just brings you're right it brings everyone together and brings business to everyone yep absolutely so all right let's talk march madness uh because this will be you know we'll put this out next week we're going to kind of be in the heart of march you always do a huge bet I and mean, we know you're from Detroit, Michigan. You love Michigan. Are you are you in it in on it again? And what do you got planned? Well, this March Madness is going to be a little different for me because um, this is the first March Madness that I've ever been in the legal bookmaking business. Mm. So so historically, yeah, I always made I always made some uh, some larger bets that uh, that we had a lot of fun with and things like that. Um, and um, you know, I'd still be open to doing it, but but just the way that the way the years kind of come about. There hasn't been um, a team that's really kind of stood out. Like one, a team that I'd be looking at right now that I think is starting to come on. I do like Michigan State quite a bit. I like their coach, Tom Izzo, quite a bit. Um, but Michigan State, it wasn't like years past where you could get them at forty to one or fifty to one. Michigan State was, you know, a, you know, a, a top five team for most of December, so you can never get more than ten to one. So I, I'm kind of a, um, I guess you could call me a value shopper when it comes to this, <laughs> and uh, and uh, I just never had the chance to to uh, to jump on one. And and this year, kind of coming into it, um, we're spending so much time getting prepared for March Madness from a circuit perspective. Sure. Um, um, I, I'm probably spending more time getting ready for our, our, our big parties, events, and things like that. And and now, you know, the, the the one thing again for me that's a little bit different is as opposed to me making a big bet right before tip off, my guys in the my guys in the risk room send me a text saying, "Hey, you need this for two hundred thousand. Hey, you need this for one hundred fifty thousand. Right. So instead of making the bet, now I'm getting told who who I want. Right? No, it's true. <laughs> and you say Circuit Sports is what runs all the. Sp- Sporting sport books and sports books in all your properties, right? Just right. to explain to people. Yeah, so yeah. Circus Sports is our sports brand. Right. And we opened um, in June of 2019. Which is smart. Mm-hmm. And the reason we did that is I wanted to give an opportunity for our director of sports, Matt Metcalf, 
to um, really develop his team. I wanted to go through a full year so I could get all seasons and all sports in where we where we could say, okay, we had you know a year under our belt um, before we opened the big sports book at at the Circa Resort. So that's why we opened our sports brand a year early. Um, so Circa Sports, that brand is currently at the Golden Gate. It's currently at the D. Um, we plan on opening up uh, Circus Sports in Colorado in May of this year. Mm. And then um, we're going to open, obviously, at the Circus Resort with the big, big new sports book mm. here when we open in December. Right. Which is a great idea. I mean, just to get... Uh, which, by the way, Colorado Circa, that's brand new. Yeah, that that's brand new. Um, Colorado goes live with sports betting um, May 1st. So uh, we expect to be there on May 1st. So that'll be uh, that'll be great. Yeah. Are you enjoying living in Las Vegas? Like you said, you came in 2006. I remember meeting you over at the D after a Shinta show or something yeah. like that. And and uh, you've been loving it and just building and building ever since. I mean, you obviously enjoy. Are you still back and forth? Or yeah, I go back and forth. I okay. still have a business in Detroit. Um, my uh, my kids no longer go to school there, so that they they went off to college. So they're they're kind of out and about and. Um, they're they're visiting me out in Vegas more often than I get back to Detroit now. <laughs> right. But uh, no, I I'm out in Vegas um, majority of my time, and uh, I love Las Vegas. I just love everything about it. I love uh, I love the business environment. I love the weather. I love the fact that there's so many people that come in and say hello on a Thursday night or Friday night at Long Bar and want to come in and say hi. And when people come to Las Vegas, it's it's different. In my opinion, than when you when you're in other cities, mm-hmm. when people come here, they're generally very very excited, and I and I, I enjoy being around people that are up, you know, and it's just true. and just excited to be here for whatever reason, whether it's a a show, a concert, a convention, or just hanging out, you know, hanging out and chilling out for a few days. Uh, when people come to Las Vegas, they're of a different mindset, and and I love seeing people come in excited uh, that they're going to be here for a few days yeah uh, on a totally different topic do you have a warehouse for all of your your sport coats and your, <laughs> your suits oh i don't know if, if nicole hits you up to say that because uh, yeah nicole, we got we got we, we got a problem we got a problem i got a, i've got a, i've got i've got a few too many sport coats and uh or, or full out jackets and you know i do a lot of them that are one time only we're embroidered like on the day of the event or right. whatever and, yeah when uh, there's a concert when there's an event yeah 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 so uh Nicole's been buying more and more, and, and uh, yeah, our, our uh, we 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 had um, you know a, a another bedroom, and uh, yeah, they don't fit in there anymore. Oh and my now, gosh! And now we're Love now it. now we're down to the garage, so all wrapped up there. So we, we definitely have a coat problem. We'll have to come up with an idea someday down the road. Yeah, you'll it, need a garage mahal. Uh, yeah, you're going to need to maybe run out a one of the containers down a container park or <laughs> yeah, put them on sure. display. There we go. We'll come up with something, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Listen, Derek Stevens, thanks so much for joining us. We're excited for Circa. We love new stuff. We, Sean and I have lived here since 2004, 2005, and I must say, when new things open, it's the most exciting time and exciting thing to be around. Yeah, isn't that true? It I is. mean, I think, I think, I remember going back, you know, um, at, it wasn't really the Mirage, but shortly after that, you remember that run that Vegas had of every time there was a big new hotel, a yep. big new opening? 
there was a certain energy and excitement. I wasn't living here then, but I remember being in Detroit. Oh, man, I got to get to Vegas. I got to see this yes. one. I got to see this one. And I think that just because of what happened in 08 and 09 with the economy and then, you know, then there just really wasn't a whole lot. I think there's a huge amount of pent-up demand mm-hmm. around the country to come to Las Vegas for, for these new types of things. So yeah. that's why I'm such a big – I'm so happy about what uh, what Scott Sabella's doing at Resorts World. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about, about the sphere. I can't wait for Allegiant Stadium, the convention center. I mean, we we've got a lot of great things here, and I think the demand around the country is uh, is uh, is high. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Sean and I are from Rochester, New York, and I know you're from Detroit. So when I moved here, it was it was just exciting to be around things that were opening instead of closing. To yeah, be no kidding. <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah. I mean, it really is great energy. Listen, good luck with everything, and thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Derek. <laughs> coming up next, Dana and Sean's secret tips. We got two good ones for you. Stick with us. Hey, thanks for listening to Vegas Revealed. Each week, we'll chat about anything Las Vegas. Highlights of things new and old, secrets, stories, and our favorites. We look forward to interviewing some of the most interesting people in Vegas, celebrities, friends, those that work behind the scenes, and more. We want to enhance your Vegas experience. We've lived here for 15 years each, and we have some really useful tips. Expect something different each week on Vegas Revealed. It's time for Dana and Sean's secret tips. This week, well, I've got something that was, let's see, a little bit of a personal experience. That Mine too. Last week, yeah. We were both like, you know what? These are good tips. <laughs> These are good tips. Whether you live here or you're visiting here, you know, because a lot of people that live here obviously frequent the Strip and go to events and things like that. Well, I lost my glasses that I used to drive with last week when I was in an event over at uh, Park MGM Nomad, actually. And I was so frustrated. I had them in my purse, but I knew like I either took them out to get something or whatever. Anyway, I get home. My friend drops me off and I'm like, oh, and they're prescription glasses. You know, they're, they're expensive. Well, they're your driving glasses. Yes. You need them. <laughs> I know. I'm 44 now. I'm officially 20, <laughs> 25 vision. Um, okay, so I was upset about it, and I thought, what do I do? Should I go down there? So I started looking online, and I filled out this form and all that. But then I thought, you know what? Let me just call. So I just was going to – my recommendation is here, um, and this has happened to me before. I've lost a sweater or two, actually two times at Caesars. And I just want to tell everyone, here's the, the moral of the story. I'm going to tell you how to do it. All three things were located. Wow. So there is hope, okay? So if you think, oh, it's gone – because we're in what the entertainment capital, where there's like you know hundreds of thousands of people here, and you're never going to find my thing. That's not true. We have great lost and found services at our resorts, and so what I did was I just called there directly. They put me in touch with someone who said, you know, where just describe them and this and that. Well, we did find a pair of black rim glasses um, prescription in the nomad lobby and i'm like well that has to be me but i said well the case says this on it and they're like well you have to come down and identify them so anyway it was worth the drive i drove down there um i called the phone and they said we've got something i think so then when he the, when the security officer came to me he held it behind his back and he said describe the case and i said it says versace <laughs> across it and so he like laughed and but anyway so they found them i found my sweater two times anyway the lost and found services are really great at the resort so i just want people to know if you live here or even if you're traveling if you lose something it's not you know, 
every, it's gone. It, it can be found, and we just need to be a little proactive. Don't sit around for three days. Immediately call the resort or go down there and just see if they have your stuff. Well, and, and you wanted to get those Versace glasses back. I did. I was like, I'm not, you know. That's not like off the rack I, at CVS. I'm like, I don't have eye insurance anymore. I, don't, I can't <laughs> buy another pair of Versace. Next time, it's going to be, you know, the generic lens crafters. <laughs> so, so that tip is based off your experience, Dana. Yeah. Mine is also based off um, some negative experience mm-hmm. that I've had because, oh, yeah. you know, you come to an event on the strip, you pull into a parking garage, maybe you're running a little late, and then when the event is over, you go back to find your car and you have no freaking clue <laughs> That's the worst where the hell it is. <laughs> This has happened to me more times than I can count. Because you don't remember the floor, right? You don't or remember. See, there's the not even floor. like a starting place. No, but a lot. There's. I mean, these parking garages at these strip resorts are huge. Mm-hmm. You can be in a total different wing of a parking garage. So to help me remember, I've started taking pictures of where my car is parked. Love it. I'll take a picture of the numbered post Mm -hmm. that I'm closest to. And then I'll take a picture at the elevator bank. Like if there's a, if there is a different wing to the garage, Mm -hmm. sometimes there's a east and west Mm -hmm. wing. I'll take a picture at the elevator bank. So I know exactly where I need to go back to. And then sometimes I'll even uh, put a pin if I'm like on a surface okay. parking lot outside, I'll put a location pin using yes. my maps and I'll send it to myself so that I'll I'll have that link that I can open up and then I can, the Find little it. blue arrow directs yes. me exactly where to go. Yeah, because if you don't even remember the floor, which has happened oh to me, you're gosh. in a rush and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God. And then the, let me tell you, there's like nine floors. So you're like, so you're doing like the beep from your little car thing, you know, pressing the lock, hoping you hear it and then you don't hear it. Go to the next level. You don't hear it. Oh, it's stressful. Oh, I've and, done that walk so many times. And I did, uh, taking a picture is a, is a really great tip. So keep, keep that in mind. The Palazzo, something, they have the little cards I noticed. We're here at the Palazzo. So, um, yes. and it says the floor that you're on, you can put it like in your purse or in your pocket or whatever. Super helpful. And that's helpful too. So great tip. Yeah. Both things having to do with um, being lost. <laughs> we hope that uh, we'll save you some uh, time Hassle. and frustration. Right. So you can just enjoy Las Vegas <laughs> and have fun. Um, what a fun podcast. It was great talking to Derek. Uh, we learned a lot about the new Circa Resort going up in downtown Las Vegas. So we hope that you enjoyed it too and gained some information. We will be back with episode nine next week here on Vegas Revealed.